This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hear more from Free FM. For a small monthly fee, you can become a patron and support independent community media. Go to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out how. Welcome to The Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. Today we have our superstar man from New Zealand Bridge on the show. We're going to chat with Richard Solomon. He's going to bring us up to date about Congress and whatever. He's travelling around that, man. He's like a travelling Woolbury. Yes, but he, and he sings and plays music as well, he of course. He does. Maybe he'll do a little bit for us this time. <laughs> we'll also have Judge Julie on the show and our Who Are You event as normal. So let's go and join Richard. Good morning, Barry and Miriam. Can I first of all put you straight on one point? I do not sing in public. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what Barry not said, a... and he was singing to the wheel a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a good idea. So you'll never be a travelling Woolbury then, Richard? No, no. <laughs> All my thing is definitely behind closed doors in the bath. <laughs> OK, more importantly, the National Congress. What's happening is all sorts of rumours. Is it going to be held in a church hall? or is, Have you hired a wool shed somewhere in the Waikato to have it in? Or or well, is it going to happen at all? No, there's no wool sheds in Calfi, uh to hold it. <laughs> it's definitely going to happen, and we are hoping that it will happen within the Hamilton area. It will happen at the same time as we had scheduled. But, of course, the venue will have had to change because the Distinction Hotel is being used as a government isolation facility. We've had a little bit of a difficulty in finding alternative accommodation. We've had lots of helpful suggestions from lots of bridge players of venues around the country, but we felt that initially, anyway, if we can find one within the same area as the originally, within the Waikato area, that that would be best, particularly for those who book flights, maybe accommodation, etc. I'd hoped to be just about there in finding a venue, but we've got a couple of venues in mind, but it'll take another few days just to, to be sure which one we're going to choose. Are you able to tell us, Richard, what you're down to? We're down to two. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're shortlisted. You're not allowed to tell me which one's yet? Shortlisted. Yeah. We'll just keep it quiet just for a, a yeah. few more days. But Fair they're enough. Both, they're both within drivable distance of your place, Barry. It isn't somebody's wool shed. That's good. No, no, no wool shed. <laughs> <laughs> the venues you're looking at, how many tables can they hold? Are they, are they big enough to... Well, obviously we will have less... Well, we expect to have less people than last year or most years because it's unlikely that the Australians will be able to travel and we usually have around 70 to 80 Australians coming each year so that's going to reduce the number who come to the Congress. The venues we're looking at will take the number that um, we expect to come but it will be down on last year. And what about the price Richard? Is it going up? Uh, the price of Congress? Yeah, you're not going to put uh, the price up on us are you? No, we're not going to put the oh, price up. Thank goodness for that. We may well end up by reducing a little, depending on, on, on where we finish up. Reducing so, the price? Well, I remember where you yes. heard it first. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now you've got them going. Unusual, it is an unusual year, though, so unusual things happen this year. 
Well, that's exciting well, news. It's all go anyway. We just don't know where it's going to go. Definitely going to happen. Definitely at the same time of the year, but we're just not quite sure which venue yet. So I think it'd be unfair to to name venues Fair right enough. at this moment. Yeah. And, but we might even have a couple of dollars off the price. I like the sounds of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Richard, will the full program be still available? It does depend a little bit on which venue. One of the venues may mean a, a reduction in the program slightly. Right. Um, but the main New Zealand pairs, New Zealand teams, restricted pairs, restricted teams, they'll be there. It just does depend a little bit. One of the venues would be a slightly reduced program. And what sort of indications have you had about numbers? I know you can never be sure. but Well, we had no indication of numbers mm. at this point. A lot of people are interested and keen to play. I, I think as your uh, guest from the last couple of weeks, Zia, said, we're so lucky to be able to play live bridge at the moment in New Zealand. And we so really want to have our National Congress take place. And I think a lot of players will be along to support that. Yeah, I think so too. I think people are dead keen from what I've heard. Mm. But there's obviously, there will be some people that are worried that might want to go, but people seem quite relaxed yeah. about it at the tournaments we've had so far. Yeah. Well, logistically, I guess the boards and most of the equipment would be based here, wouldn't it? And the yeah, it's, it's, having to yeah. find the you know the people that are willing to sub, that's another thing, whereas it's generally all sorted by the Waikato Club with all those types of things, and that's something else that people may not be thinking of? Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to keep it in the local area, if we can, in mm. that local area that we were going to have it. Yeah, I um, think people perhaps don't realise that if you wanted to shift it to Christchurch or Whanganui or Invercargill, it would be a huge undertaking to get everything there, wouldn't it? It would be, and to organise it in these places at relatively short notice. I was thinking, how many tables does the Hamilton Bridge Club hold? Oh, not enough, and it's two rooms to run a congress. Mm. Yeah, it would only hold 30 or 40 tables. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You'd be flat getting 50, and it wouldn't go anywhere close. Wouldn't split between clubs or anything like that? No. You'd lose atmosphere and things like that. We really would like to hold it in one venue rather than two venues. Mm. Yeah, um, remember the old uh, days at Rotorua, Richard, when we had to traipse across the road in the rain? <laughs> <laughs> On a day like today, it would, be, it would not be desirable, though. <laughs> Obviously, as everybody knows, the weather in Hamilton is always better, but not that good. <laughs> Except for today. <laughs> Except for today. Well, I'm glad I'm not in your shoes, Richard, because trying to find something as big to accommodate all us bridge players with all the accommodation will, and everything, then what a drama. We will find something within just a, a very short time, like about a week, but we will know for sure. Oh, that'll be great. So maybe next week on the Bridge Zone we'll be able to talk about the new venue. Yeah, I hope that will be the case, Barry. That'll be oh, great. And it'll be one that nobody will complain about because, you know, Richard, he's wants to make everybody happy. Yes. Well, there may be a couple of rich players <laughs> because we all have different views. I'm, I'm afraid, Richard, you're never going to keep everybody happy. <laughs> well, can I put in my wish list, as long as you've got tables, my partner and I can come along, I can park my car and there's booze at the end, I'm happy. <laughs> well, that's both ends, Miriama. We will satisfy you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's smiling, Richard. She's long as she's got a car park and some medicine at the end of the session to to Ex- con- we'll medica- make sure that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't care if I'm playing in a shack. <laughs>
<laughs> thank you very much, Richard. We'll wait to hear from you before next week. That'll be awesome. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Richard. Bye, Bye now. Take care. Bye. Hey, well, that was good to hear that Richard is there on closing a deal for the Congress for this year. I hope they can get that sorted because I know people are, are biting and really itchy to register. Yes, yeah, so hopefully from that people can take it that it's definitely going to happen. Yep. It's going to be somewhere near Hamilton. And that, hey, there might be a price reduction, Mariana. <laughs> might be enough for a bottle of Sav Blanc. Oh, I can't believe that's the only thing you sort of clicked on to. <laughs> <laughs> There's those moths not flying out of your wallet again. Hey, but guess what? what? I have a little secret to announce to everybody. What's that? Barry Jones brought me morning tea. <laughs> I kid you not, I got a savoury and, and a piece of cake. Took him two jolly years. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I decided, folks, that she was never going to stop off at Macca's and buy me a bacon and egg McMuffin, so a couple of savouries, I thought I can probably manage that. See, he is a nice chap. There you go. Not all those things you've said about me, they might not be right after all. Now, we're heading into the first actual... Hamilton tournament this Saturday so yes we've already had a tournament at Hamilton but that belonged to the Te Aroha whanau. it was the Spa Town Teams which was a jolly good show and this weekend Hamilton Open Teams Hamilton Restricted Teams Good entries there too Mariana What's the numbers Barry? 14 tables in the Restricted and 16 tables in the Open and there's still a few Holy. days to go so there's 30 teams lining up on Saturday Cool. Just had a quick look. It's just great. This bridge happening all around the country. The Wanganui Swiss Pairs is being held over the weekend. They've got 20 tables. Canterbury Swiss Pairs being held at Rangiora. 19 tables there. Nice. And I had a look, I think, North Shore. They've got their restricted, and they've got 15 tables down there. So what, that's 20, 39, 49, 54. North and Shore seven, up there. Yeah, in the, on, so that's 74 tables of bridge players at least wow. are going to be playing bridge on Saturday and Sunday. That's great. Yeah, I can't wait. We're back. You're in the open. I'm in the restricted. We're going to have a wager. <laughs> oh. This morning tea thing could become a weekly deal. <laughs> we could have a bet on something. Not if we don't want to put on weight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, good luck anyway. Yep, same to you. I'll be watching. Thank you. Yep, I'm and playing with Jessica Morris this Saturday. We're going to have a little bash at it. I saw that you had a five-person team. Is that so that you can rest up in between matches? Yeah, that's a tag for Nigella. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, well, actually, and hello, Kathy Nolan. I'm sure she won't mind, but she's had a hip replacement, so if things get a little bit stiff, seem to be okay during Spa Town, but they can tag out. So Nigella's going to be surrounded by girlies on Saturday. He'll be in his element. <laughs> that's 84 tables of bridge players playing around the country. So good luck to everybody that's going to play. And, hey, there's more entries probably. We, we might end up with 90 or even 100 tables of bridge players over the weekend. Ooh, All limbering up for Congress, Mariana. True. Guess what? What's that? Had a rubber match on yeah, Sunday. I heard about this, guys. So we had 12 pairs lining up in yep. the rubber. Mm -hmm. And Mariana won the first round in a walkover. <laughs> yeah. No, obviously half had of the a buy. Half, they had a buy in the first <laughs> round. So she went through to the Quarters. the final the quarterfinals. Yep. And how did that go? We played um on Sunday at my house and we had a win. It was so exciting. Did you provide any food? Yeah. You did. What did yeah. you have? We had date loaf and some chocolate biscuits. 
biscuits for morning tea. We had bacon and egg pie, salad, and some oh, man. roast chicken drumsticks. Yeah, mm, maybe I should be playing the ripper. I had no idea that all that happened. <laughs> That's good. And anyway, how did the bridge go? The bridge was good. It's quite an exciting style of bridge. I've never played rubber before. But how, many, how many boards did you play? 30. 30? Yep. We stopped at 16 for lunch, so I didn't bid the slam like you did the last time, thinking it was all over. No. Yes, and we managed to, to win, but thank you very much for the day we played Nick Whitten and Janice Bell oh, from okay. Morrinsville. That scoring still does my head in. I think I got it down. I designed my own little score sheet after seeing what I was trying to do, and I think I got it right now. So how much did you win by? Oh, um, it was 4,900 yeah. against 1,700. Oh, pretty pretty conclusive. Yeah, but one of the fancy things that happened was Barb had all four honours in her hand, and she got an extra 100 points oh, for that. Oh, yeah, they claim for honours, don't they? Yeah, yeah I tried trying. to claim it when it was in both hands. <laughs> when I had three and she had one in dummy, and I was oh. like, does this count? And I was like, no, it's they in one hand. I was like, drat. They wouldn't let you get away with that. No, but you can get all these special little points for doing lots of little things there. Okay, so what happens now? So now we're down to down to the semi-finals now, and three of the semi-finalists have been decided. Is that right? Yep, I understand. Sam and Joe Simpson, they're waiting. I haven't heard the results from the Rotorua Topol type. Playoff. That one, there's Rona and John Driscoll are going to play against Joe and Sam Simpson in, okay. in, the, in their half of the draw. And in your half, you're, you're, you're waiting on somebody else. Ella and Dallas Stagg are about to play Kevin White and Claire Cole. So we'll play the winner out of those two. I guess these are happening all around the country, these rubber bridge playoffs. So yeah. um, anybody wants to let us know, do you want to announce our... Email address Mariana? No, she doesn't. No. I'm only having her on. I'm it's, going to go and do the dishes. You do it. Bridgezoneshow at gmail.com. Let us know how <laughs> the rubber is going in your province, how many there are, what stage you're at, yeah. whether you enjoyed it, whether you had chicken drumsticks and date loaf. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. I liked it. Andrew went out. He was tired kicking, looking for a new wagon. God, I tell you. <laughs> he's out there look, and he stayed away almost the entire four hours and I said did you find anything he found lots oh that's good if you've got a lazy 45k you flick it over this way and then he can go and buy his truck I guess the first thing he looked for is whether the tail lights worked did he <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's so funny he's probably looking he's probably at the Holden dealership no way it's a dirty we're fast on race day <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. He wouldn't be seen dead. Mariana's husband wouldn't be seen dead at a Holden dealership. Yeah. <laughs> no, he They're not going to sue us, are they? No, I oh, don't it's think okay. so. Hey, one more announcement. What's that? Next week, we will have our overseas star having a chat with Barry and myself on the Bridge Zone. You guys are going to be amazed. And I've been reading a bit about this guy. Oops, I've, I've divulged his sex now, but however, and I've got a really sticky question I want to ask him. Oh, okay. So we'll see how that goes from his, we from his past. Him. He knows we're going to talk about him this week. Yeah, no, he had something happen against a New Zealand pair many years ago oh, really? that I want to ask him about. So look oh, okay. out for that. Right, let's say, eh? Ladies and gentlemen, fellow bridge players and non-bridges that listen to the Bridge Zone show, Mr. Larry Cohen is going to be joining us as a guest on the Bridge Zone. Yeah, that's really exciting. So he's famous for his books, The Law of Total Tricks. 
Yes, he is. I read something in one of Zia's books that somebody did that whilst playing against Zia and he yells out at the top of his voice, Larry bloody Cohen! <laughs> <laughs> he's famous for the Law of Total Tricks and the follow-up book as well. Mm. And he's also famous for his partnership with Marty Bergen from years ago. That's right. That did really well. Mark, Marty Bergen is pretty out there with his bidding and Larry was the straight man, if you like. Then later on, he, I think, had a, quite a successful partnership with David Berkowitz, I think it was, that he played with. So, right. Anyway, I'm sure he'll have lots of interesting stuff to talk about. So study up. If you've got anything that you'd like us to ask Larry, please send them in to the Bridgezone email and we will <laughs> She's forgotten do what it our is. best. Oh, look. Does it show that I don't listen when sometimes he talks? <laughs> Just in case you missed it, bridgezoneshow at gmail.com. We're not getting enough emails, guys. Please send us something in, even if it's a recipe for date loaf. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited about Larry, and I'm working on another another chap over in the state. So, yeah, pretty good. We've got some good stuff coming up in the weeks to come. Don't miss it. And by the way, thank you very much for listening to us in June. Did you see those figures, Mariana? Oh, I know. Outstanding. The stats are out for June, and the Bridge Zone is still the number two show on the 89FM network of 80-something shows. And we had 7,470... Something like that. That's how many hits we had on our podcast. So that was great. And that put us 2,000 ahead of the third show. So we're putting a bit of distance between us. And we really appreciate you guys tuning in. And we hope we can keep it entertaining for you to keep on listening. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. What's our question, Barry? Opening one no Trump with a singleton. You know people have done it. You might have done it, other people do it, and sometimes it creates a bit of bad feeling when the defenders find out that the clearer opened one no Trump with a singleton. Are you allowed to? What's the story there? Okay, we have a new manual out, effective 12th of May 2020, and it's updated some stuff around what we are doing with regard to quite a few things, actually, so worthwhile having a look at this over the next few weeks. There's some definitions have been changed, some things that are allowed, you know, bits and pieces. The one we want to know, the alerting regulation regarding one no Trump bids has been clarified. If the bid is natural, that is, there is a willingness to play in no Trump, it is alerted by announcing the point range. The hand does not need to be balanced and may contain a five-card major or a singleton. We won't talk about five-card majors because that's balanced. Or a singleton, so those pesky triple four one hands is whether the partnership is willing to play in no trumps and that means that if you open one no trump and your partner transfers that you're willing to accept the transfer because you're treating your hand as balanced now I haven't had a chance yet to go through the system regulations but there are things around green systems, blue systems, all sorts of different systems about what is allowable to be played at the various levels of tournaments and just because of the regulation saying about the announcement, I still would have to check whether it was able to be played at certain levels because of the criteria for system regulation. As we go through, I think we can have a look at what some of these changes are and how they impact, and I'll have a bit of time to read so we can have a discussion about what that means for if you're a junior, intermediate or open player so that you know what you can and can't do. It sounds good. 
this thing with the singleton and your no Trump. So, what do you say at the moment? The announcement, if your partnership is in the habit of opening a no Trump occasionally with a singleton, what should you say when you when your partner opens one no Trump? Got asked this the other day, actually, and we've had a bit of ongoing correspondence about some alerts that happened or didn't happen under lockdown. The thing, the test there is, if you open it really, you're not expecting a singleton. Whereas if you are expecting a singleton, so it could be a singleton that you were announcing, then it would be happening more frequently. But apparently the test here is simply about the fact that you're treating your hand as balanced. So those triple four one hands that play like they're balanced hands, but they just simply don't look like they are, become a bit easier for people to bid because if they can open them one no trump and they are it's all very rare. And it says in the bit of paper that I've got, it is alerted by announcing the point range. So off shape is presumably we we announce it as that. I'd have to seek some clarification. But you all know how I feel about secrets at the bridge table. We do. <laughs> We've heard it so often that uh, you know You announce something and you announce it and it isn't required. Like alerting, you're unlikely to be in trouble, but you will be in trouble if you don't announce something that you should. Same as alerts, cool. all right? There are no secrets. It is not a game where we fudge things and where we hide things. It is a game where we want everybody to be playing with the right information, and if your partner has that information, your opponents are entitled to it. But there is an expectation about bids and about what's they're going to have and if my partner opened a triple four one hand very rarely I, A I would not be expecting it and secondly it would be my partner's judgement that this was best described as a balanced hand albeit a bit different to what might be expected So if partner opens a no trump perhaps you should say 15 to 17 do you say could be off shape? Patrick and I do with our our one no trump opener is absolutely up and down balanced because of the system we play our one no trump third and fourth in hand 15 to 17 can have a six card minor five card major can be semi balanced it could very rarely have a singleton so we announce that it can be off shape because it might be outside of our opponent's expectations. So even if you decide to open a Two four five two hand a no trump because it's awkward for a rebid. That's yeah, a, that's and you're shape. treating it as balanced, and yeah. and your partner might announce it if you do it commonly on two four five two hands, but if you only do it on those shaped hands because you're treating it as a balanced hand, then your partner wouldn't because they wouldn't be expecting it. Sounds good. So it sort of gets a bit fudgy in there, but the intent is that you're giving the opponents the information that your partner has. And if you very rarely open a no trump that is not the balanced shape that would be expected, then you would be announcing the point range only. Awesome. Word of the day, fudgy. (laughs) Fudgy. (laughs) Can I have a meaning, please? (laughs) Origin and meaning? (laughs) Well, it's better than chocolate icing, okay? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sounds great. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, that reminds me, I think it's our turn to bring lunch this weekend. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Expect some fudgy in there. <laughs> some fudge cake. Yeah, yum. <laughs> All right, you have a nice day. Bye for now. <laughs> yes, you as well. Hello there. 
can we help? Good morning, Barry and Mariana. Nigel here. Not Nigella. Listeners, this is our famous Nigella that we always talk about. From Invercargill. (laughs) From Invercargill. He's from Timaru. No, you've got to be where the Whitakers are made. Where are they made? Parirua. Nigella from Parirua. We better let him have his question. Okay. What's your question today, Nigel? Barry, last week you expressed your distaste for the two diamond opening bid. So I want to follow on from that and want to know the best or the several ways to defend a two diamond bid. Yeah, people often ask that, don't they? People always. I, I, when I say distaste, I, just, I was asked for a preference, and I said that I, I actually think uh, that uh, weak twos have a have a slight advantage over multis in a lot of ways. But the reason people choose to play it is, of course, they get to use two hearts and two spades for something else. But it doesn't actually mean that the multi two diamond works better than the weak two because it doesn't. The defence that you're asking to, the defence that I usually use is a pretty basic one. And that is that a two-note Trump overcall would be natural. That's probably about 15 to 18 points and balanced, preferably with a stop in both majors, but not absolutely essential. If you think that's the best description of your hand, you can still overcall two-note Trumps. Remember, the hand on your left doesn't actually know what their partner's suit is. One of the disadvantages yeah. of the multi. They may lead the wrong thing anyway. If you've got 15 to 18 balance, two-note Trumps gives partner a pretty good indication of where the best place to play is. If you haven't got that, I think an overcall of any suit is an opening hand with preferably a six-card suit, but I guess at a pinch it could be a good five-card suit, and that only leaves double, and double should be 16-plus any shape, but obviously not in that 15-18 to 18 balance. So it'll be either unbalanced 15-18 to 18 or it'll be balanced and bigger than 18. Is that simple? Yes. Should you get your bid in early? By that I mean you know that if South open two diamonds, you know that North has to bid, and you actually know that South has to bid again. So therefore, if you're sitting in second or fourth position, is it best to wait around? Do you say two no trumps for 15 to 18, but what happens if South actually opens with a multi and unbalanced 20 to 22? I think it's best to get your bid in early. One of the main reasons for that is that if people are playing the full multi, if you like, if it goes two diamonds and you decide you'll just wait and it goes pass and the hand on your left jumps to three hearts as a pass or correct sort of thing, showing tolerance for both majors, you know, prepared to play at the three level opposite of week two, when it comes back to you, it could be uncomfortably high to come into the auction over three hearts. Better to get in there early, I think. If you decide you'll wait till later, sometimes there isn't one. I remember one famous occasion behind screens where, and our Judge Julie was involved here, (laughs) she was playing and they opened two diamonds multi on the other side of the screen, her partner did. The opposition was next. They asked all sorts of questions about two diamonds and what it was and all the rest of it and then finally passed and Judge Julie decided she could tell her partner didn't have 20 to 22 balanced so she passed the multi two diamonds because she had long diamonds which (laughs) she wouldn't normally do yep there's still no compulsion for partner to bid over a multi two diamond if they've got a lot of diamonds and no points they may just pass so i think it's best to act sooner rather than later
Good on you. Thanks, Barry. Hopefully that all works out for you. And if you're playing on Saturday, that you'll collect lots of A points at the Hamilton Restricted Open Teams. I will. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Bye Catch you. Thanks, Thanks, Nige. That's it for our show today. I hope you enjoyed the show. We've had some good gossip come in about the Congress, and yeah, we're having lots of fun. Thanks to everybody who's been listening to us. It has been amazing getting those podcasts. Goodbye to all 7,647 of you, or 467, was it? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Catch you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.